BYOT. Bring your own tacos. Dick swinging. Swinging. You're listening to American Slacker Podcast. We can say fuck. We can say fuck. With Matthew Gertz and Jesse Landers. I don't care if it's spoken. This is cool. That's a decent amount of sausage. This man Yo, needs a doctor. Yeah, I just hope they're tasty. What's up with these clowns, man? Cut the lights and went through people's pockets. Don't you point that at each other. Let them smoke a little. You need to like step it up to that point. <laughs> we're not gonna. We're not gonna lead with the. We're not gonna lead. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, while in Iceland, uh, we were staying at a hostel where we met these German fellows. We actually ran into them repeatedly throughout the trip. It was really weird. Yeah. In, in a country where you, the only other life you see is just sheep walking around. <laughs> every, you see more sheep than you see humans. Um, but yeah, these, these uh, German guys we kept running into. They were awesome. But uh, they they recommended that we take a drive up to this cliff, and we were in the West Fjords at the time. And this cliff essentially is the highest point um, that's just a sheer drop into the ocean, and then you can see all these naval vessels out, you know, in the water. And they 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 said that you're so high up that these these vessels are just dwarfed they're like tiny dots in the ocean and they have radio antennas oh, wow. at the top so yeah and there's this old radio tower that's just like run down that's um that's uh, uh shut down at this point so it's like a, a ghost radio tower um so we're like okay great we'll take this drive up and um we were i think we had been in iceland for what was it two days before that Maybe a little longer. Maybe maybe a little longer. We had just arrived into the West Fjords. Yeah, yeah, because we, we were there for about two weeks, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so we must have been so to the Northwest Fjords. Yeah, probably like three or four days in. So the reason I preface that is because we weren't aware of how the weather conditions worked in Iceland. And um, things can change very quickly on you, which we learned um, as we were driving up this mountain. So it's... The the drive um, in this particular part of the country, there's a lot of these dirt roads. And the dirt roads have these, um, they, they run alongside the edge of cliffs. And it's just dirt and a cliff <laughs> and it's just sheer drop. And there's no railing, there's nothing. And it's it's like a little bit wider than the width of one car. So um, if, if another car needs to come through, you actually need to backtrack and then let them. Yeah. It can like, get real hairy. Yeah. And, and another thing in the Northwest fjords, most, most tours don't venture up that way. Most people stay on what's called highway one. It's a ring road that goes around the entire Island. Uh, but to get to the Northwest fjords, you have to branch off that main highway. And that's why we were getting up into these weird mountainous roads. So, um, so yeah, we're taking this drive and we're driving up and it like, it starts getting kind of foggy and we're like, oh, okay, like this is a little weird, but we'll just keep going. And then it starts like drizzling and we're like, okay, we're still, we're still good. We're driving up the path. Visibility's getting, getting kind of weird. And, uh, the wind starts picking up and at first it was like, it was kind of bad. 
Yeah, th- there were some giggles in the car from like nervous laughter, yeah. but it wasn't too bad yet. <laughs> we're like, yeah, we, like we could die if this got really bad, but like we're still chill, so we're going to laugh about it. Yep. And as as we're climbing up further, the wind starts picking up to like 80 miles an hour. No joke. It was shaking our van. Yeah, and at this all- point, we're we're doing switchbacks up this path, so it's a lot of sharp <laughs> turning. Yeah. And the roads are tapering more narrow and more narrow. Yes. And as the wind picks up to a much higher intensity, the visibility is also dropping at the same time. We could only see like a foot in front of the car. And this whole time we're thinking, what if there's another car up here and it's coming (laughs) down? Like, what do we do? It's not like we can back up. We're just going to be stuck here, like, wading through this storm. <laughs> and and we're not sure whether to keep going or try to turn around. Yeah, because it would be really difficult. It was very difficult when yeah, we ended up yeah, turning around. Yeah, it's, it, it's super narrow and big drop-offs. And uh, the wind kept getting worse. The van was, like, shaking from the wind. Yeah, so we're looking to our right, and it's just the the drop-down would... It felt like it would take a minute for you to hit the ground. <laughs> um and wow and so we're trying to go to the top and as we get closer to the top the wind intensifies so much that we're scared to open the doors at this point because we think that the doors just gonna like yeah yeah exactly and so um we hit this point we're like okay we need to turn around and uh at at that point we uh ryan switched yeah we seats switched with me ryan switched seats with me we were with a third person but only chris and i drove sticks yeah. so we did the driving the whole trip yeah so ryan okay. ryan, ryan yeah, the person's w- just white knuckled in the back <laughs> yeah and so, we're in like it's it's like kind of like a minivan it's it's not very aerodynamic and it's, yeah, it's not it's really meant tall. for off-roading yeah it's a very t- i was picturing a vw bus <laughs> it's yeah, kind of like a sprinter almost a, a little bit smaller like, than that though yeah, it was like a smaller okay. sprinter, so just a very tall van, just not the worst aerodynamics possible. <laughs> Perfect Let's, surface area for the wind to catch you like a sail. Let's drive yeah, yeah. this billboard up a mountain. He's like Bernoulli, <laughs> Bernoulli principle lifting us off, man. So so Ryan switches me because I, I, I was pretty comfortable driving on like sketchy dirt, and um, he's just kind of like, well, if somebody's going to kill us, it's going to be Chris. Yeah, so, it's going to be on him, man. Uh, he's he's, he's going to rap for this, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, um, so yeah, I basically just had to do like a little like e-brake kind of maneuver like on, on the top and you, you have to turn and like, you're afraid to back up too much and, and just like slowly, you know, send yourself to your doom. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you, you have to do like, it was kind of like an Austin Powers. Yeah. We were were doing like micro, it was like a 16 point turn. Yeah. And yeah. once we started, like, once we turned around and started making our way down... We, start, we started heading down. We're rock, like, rocks started falling yeah. in front of us. So the mountain above us was, was losing rock. So it started, like... There was a rock slide as we're driving down. And we, and we're we getting, had to weave we're getting some pelted. of the rocks. Yeah, yeah. yeah we were getting wow. pelted. And we're, we're, we're thinking, okay, this whole, like, mountainside can just slip down. And we made it back down. And we... <laughs> When we when we made it back down, we, we were convinced the Germans we were, convinced, were kind yeah, of trying to kill us. The Germans were is some sort of revenge. <laughs> I don't know what we did. Like maybe somebody ate their chips and like didn't fess up to it, or yeah, no, that was mad. okay. I don't know what happened, but we we were convinced the Germans were actually out to kill us at that point because <laughs> they had to have known. 
Yeah. They're talented. Like, yeah. They'll never survive this. Really. We ended up seeing them again <laughs> later. We yeah, saw so, them like the next day. Yeah, we we, yeah, we saw hostel. them the following day, and they're like, "Oh, how was your drive? Like, how was it?" And we're like, "Yeah, we know what you guys are." Up to. <laughs> I guess when they went, they right. had like blue skies, perfect weather, and they didn't experience any of that. That's so what they, they say. They did not experience any of what you had experienced <laughs> up there. I swear. So they say. So and they then, say. And then one of them turned to the other one and he goes, "How the fuck did they make it?" I'm very surprised <laughs> that they survived. <laughs> yeah, it was some diabolical plan, man. But yeah, that that was uh, one of the adventures we had in Iceland that was pretty hairy. Yeah, that, that's crazy. It, it was just kind of like a hairy place in general. Like when the weather gets bad, you don't. You realize that you're just like a little speck, and then that just the, the nature can just swallow you there. Yeah, it's very when it's, it's bad. You just, it just it just makes you climate. feel very vulnerable and weak. Oh yeah, and which which is good. It's it's good to have that sometimes. Good to, <laughs> to be put in check a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Chris, Chris's like, ego get, is getting get a little too line. big on this trip. Mother nature's slapping you around. <laughs> well, we're glad you survived that. Uh, otherwise, we wouldn't have this ball and music you guys create. Oh well. <laughs> well, thank you. To to be honest, um, you know, I was hoping that it would take us out and we'd we'd end at just like just at the beginning just of the our careers, you know, yeah. just before we got such. Well, you, maybe you'd catch that like rock star fame, like it's like after they died, it's like those these guys died on a, a crazy mountain in Iceland. Like <laughs> we gotta listen to their music. And it's then like you man, just, like get the fame after the fact. Yeah, the whole the whole thing of like, oh, they had so much ahead of them. <laughs> They're gonna exactly. do so much great stuff. It, Listen to the great early stuff, man. Because because if you if you have a if you have a long career and you kind of like fizzle out towards the end, it's like oh they were all right. But if if it's all just kind of like what could have been, you know, everybody thinks about you Mitch Hedberg, you know, peak, like man, what could have like, what could have <laughs> been. You're George Costanzaing this. You're just trying to go out on top. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. We try <laughs> to live our lives how exactly. George Costanza would. I think Costanza has some of the greatest wisdoms yeah, ever he's shared got it all figured out. with humanity. He's an importer-exporter, if you didn't know. He's got it all figured out. <laughs> Who's that, Vandalay? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, welcome to American Slacker. And as always, I'm Matthew. And I'm Jesse. And today we're joined by the guys of Beta Blogger. Uh, I'm Chris. <laughs> I'm Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Every time. Every time. I was trying something new there. Didn't work. <laughs> we can try it again if you we guys want. We can do it again. <laughs> no, no, we're good. You guys uh, like the awkward here stuff. American yeah, Slacker. that's great. Keeping it real. So, as Matt said, we have the guys from Beta Blogger here, Chris and Ryan. And uh, tell, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Uh, where, where do you guys like operate out of? Uh, we're, we operate out of Southern California. Yep. So, Cal. Uh, we grew up in North Orange County, and uh, it is the soulless abyss <laughs> of California. <laughs> and from that, uh, we decided to um, make music as uh, this sort of counterculture to you know i don't know maybe being like a real estate agent or something like that down here it's like you have like four choices like business major oh, you real estate you don't want to be a real estate mogul huh no right. yeah i mean we could we could have gone that route um i think i probably i think i probably would have ended like in like a very rock star kind of way like just like way too much drugs and just like <laughs> shot myself in the head 
So like it <laughs> burns some, down all the houses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, it would have it would have just gone downhill very quickly, but um <laughs> yeah, so so out of this this soulless pit we we somehow found each other. Yep. Uh and soulmates forever. For life. <laughs> nice. So you guys didn't know each other since childhood, huh? No, no. Actually, um, we grew up, and it's funny. Now we have, we realize now that we know each other, we have a lot of mutual friends. Uh, I was in a band in high school, and some of the guys in my band were very close with some of Chris's very close friends. So we we were, like, in very close circles growing up. Um, But we never met each other until after high school, and I actually met Chris through my sister. And then uh, we started making music from there. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Small world. Small world, indeed. <laughs> now, you, I remembered we had talked uh, off mic at one point, and you said that the name Beta Blocker, that sort of was inspired in a way by the area that you came from. And I know you called it a soulless <laughs> abyss. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think... I think... Uh, at least for myself, I, I, I feel like this place, I, I, I don't know what it is, like the lack of community. It's like very kind of, um, it's a very kind of right wing place. I'm not trying to get political or anything like that. But when I was in high school, there was there was a lot of stuff going on in the world at the time. And there's a lot of fear. It, it, was a, it was a large source of anxiety for me. From that, I kind of found music later on, and it it kind of it was sort of the counter anxiety for me. You know, it 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 was that it was that sort of like beta blocker for me. Um, also, you know, at the same time, uh, from from Orange County, we had like a big uh, hardcore and metal scene, and that that music. Ryan was very much involved in that and he he toured in that scene and um yeah that- once once I found that that uh started a band in high school and yeah I immediately started dumping all my time and energy into that cuz I was a very anxious person growing up I think I still am a little bit <laughs> this mask get a little bit better now um but yeah spending time with friends and writing music and that community in that scene made me feel like I belong somewhere and it was a really good outlet for me but the odd thing about that scene is that people think it's it's very anxiety inducing like they're, they're like oh like hardcore and metal like that's scary and like what do you worship satan it's like <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> and, only on the weekend yeah. <laughs> weekend satanist <laughs> So, um, so yeah, and, and the music that we do now is like almost the exact opposite yeah. of that type of music, not in the way it makes us feel or the, the, but just the, and the, the, I guess the, what the sound communicates. Yeah. I mean, the sound palette I used in a lot of my older stuff was a lot of diminished scales, um, odd time signatures. And now we do a lot of like very harmonious, uh, you know, groovy and rhythmic things that um it's just more fun yeah it's not disorienting the uh, the music i used to make was intentionally disorienting um oh yeah yeah to be complex it yeah. was like intentionally overly yeah. complex although it's funny that's hardcore in general yeah it's funny but that I've, oh sorry i keep thinking like stuff like foxy shazam where it's just sort of like all over the place and like 
Com- yeah. coming at you from every yeah, different they, angle. They, I'd say Foxy we were, Shazam was poppier than... Yeah, we we were okay. we were in the vein of like... So we, we did uh, shows and touring with bands like Between the Barry to Me and the Red Chord, which is like... Okay. Um, nice. Yeah, just if anybody <laughs> yeah, knows anybody what that knows. sound is, it was kind of of that palette of just... Uh, it was like organized chaos. Nice. Yeah. Yep. So I could definitely see what you mean in terms of like the your music under beta blocker being sort of on the polar opposite side of that. Yeah. Yeah. Without yeah. 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 But what made you guys trans like what brought you to this genre <laughs> from that genre? It, it That's was, where I'm interested. It was kind of a very <laughs> natural progression. So I left my old band. I was getting in a lot of disagreements with the management and the label side of things and um you know, I had always played other types of music growing up, and I decided I just wanted to try my hand at something else. And um, during that period, I thought it'd be a good idea to start, you know, doing my recordings at home and start learning that stuff. I was on Pro Tools at the time. And right around that time, I met Chris, and he was the first person I'd met who was involved with music, but not necessarily was a drummer or guitarist or keyboardist. He was really good at engineering and production, and um, I knew that that was like a path I wanted to go down, and I knew that if I wanted to uh, do the music I wanted to do, uh, you know, that was the direction to go. So meeting him was almost like, uh, it it, it, uh, it made perfect sense, yeah, yeah, to team up, and we just started writing a lot of music together, even before Beta Blocker, we were just writing music for fun. And it just kind of turned into this. It, for me, it was... Um, I I started out in visual arts. So music came actually afterwards for me. And I, I learned music through production software and through computers. Like I started on Fruity Loops. And uh, oh, yeah. in, in the very early stages of Ableton, I think actually around like Live 4 or Live 5, I can't remember, is when, when I started... Um, and uh, it was, it sort of um, changed the way I looked at making music and stuff like that because I I wasn't like a traditional instrumental, like I didn't play the guitar or drums or anything like that, but I could hear the music yeah, in my head. Yeah, one thing I'll say is I've played with a lot of really, really, really good players, but working with Chris, um, you know, it was all just about musicality. Like, did it sound good where... A lot of people I used to play with, it was about being the most technical or, you know, the craziest technique. And with Chris, it was just about writing the most musical sounding stuff. And that was really refreshing to me. And that's the kind of why I gravitated towards working with him as opposed to other people who just wanted to show off a raw talent of like, you know, shredding some scales or something like that, you know? Right. Yeah. 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 It, it was all about songwriting. And that, uh, that's, that's what was like, that's what I was trying to get at. And the proof is in the product. I mean, you guys put out a really good sound. Thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah, very unique too. Thank you. We appreciate that. Yeah, we we kind yeah, of yeah. the way the way we crafted our stuff. Um, I I think Ryan and I just go very. Um, uh, we we look very inward when we're when we're writing, and we don't really think about other things that are happening in music and what's going on around us uh, so much as we look at the past of where music has come from and how it's evolving. And we, we try to take it in the direction that we, we would like for it to evolve. And that's kind of like how we sculpt our sound. It's, it's kind of like, what do we want to hear from music that, 
that we're not hearing right now, maybe. And so that's um, funny because I could like totally hear your influence from like the past and the modern and in like your tracks, the combination of both. It, it's amazing because like people always ask me, what genre are you guys when I play you? Yeah, I, I have a hard time answering that question, actually. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> and I, 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 I don't mind, I don't mind that it, that it's hard to explain because anytime somebody asks you, hey, like what kind of music are you? Well, just listen to it and then you pick kind of what it is for you, you know? Yeah, I think it's yeah. terrible trying to explain music to somebody because that's not how music is meant to be understood. Yeah, it's not like you're giving them directions to the supermarket. You're gonna need a left and then a right. It's like, all right, brace yourself. It's it's gonna be electronic, like, you know. Yeah, just listen. Just give it a chance and listen to it. I, I see what you mean there. And we've always kind of been into like genre bending, and I feel like a lot of the artists Chris and I listen to, they fit within the category somewhere in music, but they tend to like to. Uh, genre bend a little bit you know and uh you can get some yeah. interesting things from doing that so we just kind of take everything that's in- stuck yeah yeah it's uh it's really easy to get to get into a certain certain niche or style and just uh ride ride that sound you know like especially if, if something starts getting a little bit of attention i feel like a lot of artists get locked into a sound because um it's what's brought them um a lot of the attention they've gotten yeah F- following yeah, trends yeah, exactly. Well, because yeah. they think it works for somebody else, it's gonna work for me. But then that's like, that's like um, you're coming from the perspective that your music is a product, and you're just selling product to consumers. And I think coming from that angle is really bad because um, first of all, you're gonna end up homogenizing music, and second of all, like, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to create an art form? Are you trying to convey emotion and ideas or are you just trying to sell product like, yeah because if you're just trying to sell product is this isn't really the smartest business to be in then yeah, <laughs> i can think of a lot yeah. of other ways to make a lot more money you know <laughs> right yeah 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 so you're just kind of clouding the pool up by like adding like your version of somebody else's sound yeah and what's sad is like we've grown up with a lot of musicians and i don't see this in too many of my friends but i see it in some of them and i see it in a lot of musicians that are you know, they're not they're not teenagers anymore. They're becoming adults. And a lot of them are now trying to figure out how do I make a sound that I can sell? And that seems to be their biggest thing. And they're just trying to worry about how do I turn this into something that can sell or something that can be synced in a commercial. And that's like when they're writing the song, that's what they have in their head rather than how do we make something that's just dope. And I get that. We all got to make a living. But at the same time, it's uh, yeah, I but think- an inverse way of thinking about it, because, I mean, if you put the effort in and create a decent enough product or idea or piece of art, then people are going to want it rather than just thinking, how do I get people to want yeah. what I'm putting out? Yeah, that's and a good point. You're always chasing after um, a sound or or an aesthetic or whatever that already exists, that someone else has already done and made their own, and you're just going to be always derivative of that. Yep. Um, I, I don't see the point personally i mean i get why people do it but just not for us um and uh the the other the other side of it is that i think um when when you get caught up in that i feel like music just kind of it loses there's a certain fun aspect to it where it's just it's kind of like it's it's playful and it's um i don't know what the word i'm looking for is but it's it's not it's like this thing that that sort of expresses itself from you. 
it's meditative and it's it it, it helps it helps <laughs> feed your spirit in some way i don't know i don't know what i'm trying to say but like when you make it just a job and it's just a task it doesn't do it stops doing that it just it's hollow at that yeah, point, yeah. kind of yeah, so it, even on a selfish level, like it, it doesn't make sense to do it that way because it doesn't give you the same thing. The that, satisfaction yeah, you get. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I feel like you lose that. I feel like I get that from your guys. Uh, you get Well, not that, but the opposite of that. I get the actual feeling and the fact that you guys are putting your heart and your soul into these tracks that you're putting out. Uh, we enjoy it. We enjoy the process. And it changes. It's constantly changing for us, which is kind of funny, like... Yeah, definitely is changing all the time. Yeah, you 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 kind of have this thing that you're doing, and you find new ways of working, and it it kind of mixes things up, and you you kind of you keep finding music in new ways. Yeah, I think that's what that's what makes it. That's why you see, you know, a, a lot of people um, who are artists, they they never want to stop being artists. It's not like you retire, and then you're just like, well, I'm done. Like I worked, you know, till I'm 65, and now I can retire. It's like no, they, if they could keep going till they're 100, they'll absolutely do it. Yeah, right. One thing I like about what we're doing too, I'll say in past projects I've been in or past uh, bands I've been a part of, um, after one or two albums, I don't really know where to go. I feel like I played the sound out that I'm doing. Um, I know we're still relatively fresh. Uh, we're working on um, a bunch of new releases we're about to do, but. Um, I feel a lot of freedom, like a lot of liberties I can take to change the sound up, but still have something that unifies what we're doing. So it's really nice to feel like I can just, you know, if I really wanted to, I could sit down with an accordion and probably write something and find a way to tie it in. <laughs> not saying I'm going to do that, but if I ever got Go to the point you better where not, I wanted You better to, not be bringing some accordion. I'm not gonna... Oh, he's going to have a surprise next week. <laughs> Showing Here's up with that accordion. Phone remix in there. <laughs> yeah, got that yeah, right. Free to evolve with your project. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't it, feel limited. It's weird because oftentimes, like, I'll write something that that sounds, that I feel um, sounds very different from anything I've written before. And people are like, oh, that's like, so your sound. And I'll, I'll be like, what makes, why? Like, it sounds like the sonic aspects of this are very different from, you know, a previous thing that you've heard. And like, what ties it together for you? And I think there's something like, I think you reach a point where you've written so much music that there's like this pattern of how you see things and then it just kind of comes out whenever you write there's a, there's this this signature that is you, like you when you write it and I think as once once you let that just become kind of background and you don't worry about what that is it just sort of kind of takes over and it becomes this thing that's like oh it's that person's sound or you know well, that's like, that's like with any like you know painter or director even of like movies you know you can tell how stanley kubrick mm -hmm. shoots a film yeah absolutely it's it's just kind of funny when you see it play out because you're not aware that you're doing it when you're doing it but but there is something that is very intrinsically it's like oh it's that person's work uh it's always kind of funny to be to, to kind of look back and then say oh yeah i can see my patterns of what i'm doing here but you think of you think of things as being very evolving but there's something that ties <laughs> it in that yeah. you're not fully aware of all the time. It's always interesting. Definitely. And I, I have to say, uh, one thing talking about style wise, your like cover art that you guys put out on your social media. Oh it's very eye catching. Um yeah. Thank you. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, we try to we try to do all our, our art ourselves. Yeah, uh, Chris can take credit for that. Uh 
We usually you sit said down. You said you had a background in visual arts. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Chris has a background in visual arts, so we usually sit down and we kind of spitball some ideas. But a lot of times he'll just sketch something out, and then uh, either he'll complete it and scan it in to the computer, or he'll, you know, he'll uh, he'll whip up something digitally. Or sometimes it's like mixed media, and he does both. Um, wow. Sometimes we do like recently we're working on these photos. I don't know if they're ever going to see the light of day, but we did some projection mapping. And took pictures of that, and then used that as the background of what this picture was going to be. So it's always fun to change it up, and we can get creative with it and have fun with our our, uh, our visuals, you know. So it's like as much as we yeah. care about music, we care about the visuals too. And uh, I think people will see that once uh, we have our live shows, and they can come out to that. They'll see how important the visual aspect of what we're doing is to um, to us as well. Yeah, it's been sort of a long long build up, and we we don't really talk about or show things until they're they're fully done and we've been kind of working a really long time on some stuff that we're excited to show everybody but that's awesome um but yeah visuals are really important for us ryan and i both love film movies and like i i have like a lot of film gear and stuff like that and uh so that that's definitely a big part of what we're doing um but it's it's one of those things that just takes time, especially we do a lot of this stuff just ourselves, and um, so it's kind of um, it's all it's all part of this one thing that we're doing that we call Beta Blocker. But there's kind of more to it than just the music stuff. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun and it's it's uh, it's very rewarding, but it's difficult at times because <laughs> we're we're handling so much. Uh, well, I mean it. It seems like the work that and the effort that you're putting in is paying off, though. Uh, we hope so. Yeah, we we hope that it just resonates with people, you know, in some way. They can they can see that there's that it's not just something that that we is an afterthought, you know. It's hopefully that people can see that there's some effort put into it, and that it's um it's something that's important to us, and we we hope. We, we think that the people who listen to our music, that we owe it to them because our, your fan base is everything for you, you know? Like, they're the reason you survive as an artist. And you owe it to them to always do the best that you can do with whatever you're doing. I feel like that, that they're the reason that our voice is heard. And they're the reason, like, you guys are the reason we're, we're talking to people right now. The fact that you like our music, you reached out to us and you... You say, "Hey, let's have this conversation." And it's like um, we owe it to everybody to to keep everything to the highest standard that it can be. So we're we're ultimately the highest critics of ourselves because of that. Because we we don't want to be putting out something that's um, kind of half-assed and just slapped together just because like oh, just because you need uh, you know some social media content, yeah. music video, or something like that. It's like. It's not about that. It's it's it needs to all add something. And for that reason, we've uh, we postponed some releases. We're gonna be releasing some music very soon. Um, but we we we've, we've definitely postponed or scrapped ideas or, um, you know, we want to make sure these things are right. So, um, yeah. we're we're really excited about um what what we have going on right now, and uh, are looking forward to releasing it when it comes out. Yeah, I think you guys are onto something there. It's a common theme right now because like. You can overwash like your fan base by like putting out the same material or playing the same shows over and over again. And you guys are releasing small segments of like your work at a time. 
And I think that adds up because you're actually taking, like you're saying, you're taking the time to make sure you're putting out a product that you can stand behind. Yeah. Doing it right. Yeah. And with that being said, um, we, we feel like we're also getting a little bit faster at doing that. We've kind of identified what we want to do. It's taken us a little while to figure out exactly what it is that we want to do. Um, and that, that, um, that was reflective in, you know, only a, a limited amount of singles coming out in the last, last, uh, last couple of years. Yeah. Um, but we actually have a pretty good size body of work that we're working on right now that we'll be able to share with everybody pretty soon. So, um, yeah, it's like, it's kind of like awesome. this. This thing where you you write like a thousand songs and then like you're like I'm gonna share ten of these, you know? and, and and yeah, in in some ways it's kind of like well why don't you share like maybe five hundred of those and you know it's but it's just to us the, the the only thing we have is just our instinct of like this feels right this doesn't feel right and we just kind of we do whatever we do based off of when it feels right then that's the time for, for it to come out. And, um, and now we've just amassed this massive body of stuff that we worked on and we're like, okay, all these feel right and we can put these together. It's just kind of funny, like how it all comes together. But th- that's the interesting thing is with a lot of artists, first albums, people don't realize that they've, they've been working on them for their like, whole life. Pretty yeah. Much. Like five, six, seven <laughs> years, you know, like, or their whole life ever since they, you know, there's songs that I've heard artists wrote when they were just little kids. You know, yeah. like just some idea that they... That's why that sophomore album so hard, because a lot of times they have to yeah. crank that out in a year. Yeah, if you um... had 10, 10 years to write an album, and then people are expecting you to write an album the following year. And it's like, well, um, don't expect it to be the same as the that first yeah, album. Right? Um, don't expect but... the quality, people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it, it changes. I feel like also on the flip side, because we've written so much music, that now when we write music, it comes together much faster like our we can trust our instinct initially and the songs just kind of like put themselves together and like all of a sudden they're just done they're like we're looking at it and like oh this is done this sounds good and it's it's less of a struggle i think when we first start out we're finding ourselves in our sound and it was kind of like this doesn't sound right but we got to keep chipping away at it until it does and it's less of that struggle now and more just kind of like it's the subconscious thing that just takes over and mm-hmm. it's like next thing you know a song's done a little baby boy was born yeah you put i guess you put in like the time and then it it sort of you reach this point where it, it kind of takes a life of its own and that's that's the risk putting them out there <laughs> I, I don't blame you for being kind of reserved with your babies yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It, at the same especially at the, same at the beginning because I, I it was more so at the beginning especially because you know, the initial impression people have, you can break that initial impression, but it's much harder to uh, put out some songs that people don't like and then put out a new batch and be like, but these ones you guys might like. It's hard to get that second chance. So, you know, those first few songs we, we put out, we really wanted to make sure that the, they were good. And um, yeah, like, now now we I think we trust our instincts a little bit more and um, we're, we're willing to, I think, take a little bit more risk with what we're doing now. Um, I, I, think, I think it's when we when we started out it was kind of like we're just feeling out the sound we're, we're not sure what it was at the time and now that now that we now that we do know what it is for us what it represents it just we're less precious about it it's not like it's no longer a baby anymore you know it's like it's like grown yeah it's like a like, baby horse is born his legs are all wobbly yeah, and yeah. trying to <laughs> walk around now we've, 
Now we've got like a <laughs> well, we've got like a preteen horse. Yeah, you know? like almost must. Like he can, he can ride around now. Like he can do horse. some jumps and stuff like that. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's less so precious now. It's less like like oh this is like this thing and we've been working on it. So it and now it's just kind of like it's more like get out of the house yeah, and get get a job and get a haircut. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Love getting a haircut, man. Exactly. Yeah. Getting that straight razor on the back of the neck. Clean you up right. <laughs> there you go. I need to go for one tomorrow, actually. <laughs> I, I'm in need of one too, man. I'm looking like uh, I'm looking very disheveled here in the studio right now. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, you're uh, you're a target for jokes from mm-hmm. anyone passing by. You know. <laughs> yeah. I always am. Well, no worries. No video feed here. <laughs> yeah. Right. We can't. You wonder. Them. You wonder why we didn't do video feed with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's that pizza you were hiding from us earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Fox. <laughs> Now you guys started out doing remixes, right? Yeah. Yes, we did. Yeah, that was a that was a really cool way to kind of like get our feet wet with stuff. It was cool because we got to experiment yeah, a lot. It, it, it um our our first remix was that Ellie Goulding one, I think. Yeah, so it was really cool because we got to uh, do production work for some cool artists that we liked, and we got to grow as producers and really get our sound tight. And, uh, you know, it was a product that was attached to us, but also attached to somebody else. Um, and yeah, that was, that was really fun. That was a really fun time. We were doing for a while, we were doing like one or two remixes a month. We were cranking them out for a point in time. Yeah. It was a huge learning curve because with, with remixes, when I think we were, we were just getting started when yeah, we got thrown like, our I'm first I'm surprised remix. that things worked out in certain ways because we... We were, re- I mean, think even the first one we did, man, like, <laughs> like, I'll, I'll, I don't know how it came together. I don't know how it came together, yeah, to be honest with you. Yeah, we, it could have been a huge, it could have been a huge <laughs> flop and we could have really embarrassed ourselves. We had a, we had a meeting with, uh, um, some people, uh, with, with Interscope and Cherry Tree Records and they were, they were kind of like, they're like, oh, we like you guys' production. We had some like pre-production stuff that we were working on that's kind of our own stuff. And they're like, oh, we like this. Like, maybe we'll throw you guys like a remix, see how it goes. And like, they were just kind of like, like, you guys are still fresh and we want to see what you yeah, can they, do. They, they liked something about what we were doing, but they also didn't like something about what we were I, doing. I so. think actually at the time, <laughs> they, they at the time they told me like, your production sounds good, but like, you need to work on your mixes. Yeah. And I remember getting super mad. I was like, not, not mad, yeah. not mad at them for saying that. Just <laughs> oh, mad he, at, he mad at mad myself. At he still got a poster of him hanging up in his room. He throws a dog. Yeah, I throw him. a dog. <laughs> ah, nice. Oh, <laughs> um, shit. But I was like, I was like, oh, I'll, I'll show you. much? Um, yeah, so so it was good. It was good that they said that because I focused so yeah, much on that. Yeah, it was good that. honest feedback. It was really good honest feedback because you know it's okay. what's tough about what's tough about what you're doing. Like we like showing some of our pre-production stuff to our friends because you really want somebody who's going to be critical with you. You know, it might sting a little bit, but it's better. And if they would have told us, "Hey, this sounds great," I mean, we probably would have eventually gotten better. But you know, we we I remember going back to our studio after that and like. Yeah, things were different from that point forward. I, I remember just reading books and like watching all these videos on mixing and production and like, like really, nice. really just getting down, at, thinking that okay, you know what? I'm not gonna be having somebody else mix this stuff. This is kind of like integral to the production process, being like yeah, a very heavily, heavily electronic sound. And so I, uh, that criticism kind of pushed me to get way better at, at what I did. And uh, eventually, I think we, we had that meeting and it was like a month later, somebody hit us up and they're like, hey, you guys want to take a shot at this remix? And it was for Ellie Goulding. 
and um and we did it and we just like we just didn't sleep for days and just kept going nonstop. and i'm pretty nice. sure we submitted it after the deadline actually yeah and then we didn't hear anything for a little while and yeah. we were just kind of like well that that was our chance and we blew it that was our t- and then like <laughs> and then a few weeks later they get back to us and they're like hey like you know her her a&r team really liked it her management liked it it's going on her remix ep and uh it, it was actually i think it was the first track on the ep and uh yeah they so, mentioned something like oh they might do a remix video for it they never did but we ended up getting good feedback and like it was totally unexpected we thought we blew it and uh yeah it was it was uh it was a nice refreshing um it, it was like our turn first, of events yeah, yeah. It, was, it was it was our nice. first is our first experience with like the industry we ended up, we ended up sure sharing. that's a break yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. we yeah. got a break we yeah. ended up cracking a sodi pop after and we just you know we cheers <laughs> them we, we had a <laughs> had a little nice there night you, you know um, but, you know i mean oh, you guys kind of do it too it's fun working like you know chris isn't just like my production partner we we were really good friends uh like we hang out all the oh, time yeah. like people think because we work together so much like like we vacation together like we hang out on the weekends together it's fun working with your friends you know like it's uh, oh yeah yeah it makes it a lot easier yeah, yeah it's you, you also develop a, a like a language when when you spend a lot of time with with people you work with you know how to communicate things on on a level that's just so something's just go unsaid you just know right away yeah and uh it it makes it makes the creative process a lot easier because you know you've kind of gone you've kind of gone through the uh like the the ego aspect of it where it's like it's like well i wrote this what do you think and it's like it's like who cares just does it sound good if it doesn't we just we just kind of toss it and it's like all right let's just write another thing yep. and, and, no, and no hard feelings you know yeah except and, when there are hard yeah. feelings and then we duke it out yeah <laughs> but then you get oh, over yeah. it yeah, yeah 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 exactly except i harbor yeah resentful deep feelings resentment. deep down and uh, they come out at very like inappropriate times, yes. like during interviews and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Ryan just and that's how the E True Hollywood story of Beta Blocker ends. <laughs> yeah, yep. exactly. Aww. I can I can see it now. <laughs> I'll end it here on American Slacker. <laughs> thanks, thanks, guys. You were the catalyst. Oh, we, great. We were the ones that broke them up. Yeah. Been blamed for so many things. We're only forty something episodes in. <laughs> come on now. You guys yeah. are doing good. You guys are infamous. So I, I have to ask. Um, uh, is it true that one of your remixes was featured in a Cadillac commercial? Yeah, yeah, that is true. That yeah. is true, actually. That is true. How did what? that? How'd that come about? Um, that, that was that digging was deep, in, man. That was kind of interesting. That was that was that really, was very that unexpected. Was very very interesting, actually. Interesting and unexpected. Yeah. So we we had written we had done that remix like a year prior. Yeah, almost. we we had done it a year prior. Chris and I were both. I think we did it in like we had a week deadline to do it. Uh, we did it, and we submitted it, and we thought it sounded pretty cool, but we didn't really get much feedback on it, and it just kind of sat there, and we're like, okay, I guess that song is not doing anything. Yeah, it, it's, it was kind of like this funny thing where where we sent it in, they're like, ah, they're not really into it. Yeah, I think like, the artist that heard it maybe wasn't to their taste or something. Yeah, and, and that's fine, because that, that happens sometimes. It happens all the time. And um, that's just kind of part of the process. If it's like not this particular sound that they need or what they're going for at the time... Like when you were do when we were started out, we we're doing remixes on spec. On, on spec, so you do the work, and then you find out they're gonna buy it later. Yeah, it's uh, oh, okay. it's 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 a little nerve wracking, but so so yeah, it was it was this kind of funny thing where like we wrote it, and then there was like no feedback, and 
you know, the, the, the prior remixes we did, we had gotten good feedback on it. So we're just, I just, you know, Ryan and I looking at each other like, are we shit now? Like, is this, <laughs> and like, we did, thought it sounded pretty cool. Like, we, we, just, thought, we thought we had stepped it up. In a yeah. Way too. Yeah. We thought it was a big step up for us at the time. It felt like it, like our production sound was better on that than our, our previous stuff. And, um, so, so like it was, a year later, it yeah. was like a year later. Yeah. A year. Oh, wow. It, and it actually, it was really funny because the way we found out was Ryan saw like some, well, we, we knew that something might happen. We heard from uh, our manager that cause we had to send some stems. Oh yeah. Yeah. She, she yeah. didn't tell us what it was for. She just said, Hey, there's a potential commercial. Can you send me over, uh, the stems of the track, which are like the individual components of it. We said, yeah, we did that. And then we didn't hear anything about it. For a and then while. I think like a month later, I get a notification on my phone from our YouTube channel. Somebody commented on the video saying, I just saw this on a Cadillac commercial. And I was like, huh. oh, really? And then Wait, I did what's a that? quick what? Google search. And yeah, there it was. And this thing aired for like three months in the US. And it was what? like on all the time. It was actually pretty cool. I remember going to <laughs> Vegas actually and like being out at a bar. I was like, oh, hey, that's a... Yeah, it was, it was weird because our, our friends kept, like, texting us, like, oh, I just heard it. And then, like, towards, like, the end of the three months, they're like, dude, I'm tired of hearing your music. I think it aired, like, like 14,000 times. There's a website that keeps the stats and is, like... Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. It was weird. It was just weird hearing uh, this thing that you created. Like, it felt, like, so long ago. Like, it yeah, felt like yeah. ancient history. And it was, it was kind of, in a way, too, it was, um, you know... It, it was good too because we thought it was a, a good track we thought we had we had done the stuff in a in a tasteful way and then once the right people heard it they agreed and so it kind of it, it was reinforcing for us too to keep going with our instincts you know yeah and not 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 like not just try to give them what they want we did something that we thought sounded cool and it worked out in the long run and so that's kind of been like our uh our inspiration for everything we do yeah it might not work out yes. right away but you know, this, this industry is crazy, and sometimes it takes a while for things to catch on, catch wind. I mean, you hear stories all the time of singles um, catching, like, a couple years after they come out. This is a dated story, but there's that band back in the day, Harvey Danger. I heard they wrote that song, Flagpole Sitta, then broke up, and then the song blew up, and they got back together and started touring. It's like... Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. Some, you uh, just, you yeah. never know. You never know. Once it's out there, it just take it, it, it takes it, on a life of its own. Yeah, it becomes its own thing. It's yeah. like a separate entity from you. It can just it can gain traction whenever whenever, whenever it wants the, to. Whenever the perfect storm happens, it just like things. It's come like together. one of those bugs that lays dormant for years, and then like every <laughs> yes. seven years, yeah, it, it comes out to mate. <laughs> oh, yeah. growing up in New York, we know all about cicadas. yeah, yeah. Those fuckers oh, yeah. are loud, loud as shit. Yeah, they 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 wreak havoc, right? They go ham. In New York. They had, oh, dude. Go well, ahead. it's weird. There, there's shells all over the place. It's kind of creepy. That's what I was going to say. You see Ooh. little, like, outer shells of the bugs hanging off the trees. That's Exoskeletons. Exactly. That's very poetic. Like, what they're the shedding, fuck is this alien? They're shedding their old self. That's exactly what our music is. It just leaves its <laughs> shells everywhere. and then There you go. I want to see a cicada in some of your fucking album art. Yeah. I, you I got might, it. Far out covers. You I got might, it, guy. We might do that. It'll be just like this random inside joke. I'm that just going to mail you a bunch know. of dead ones, dude. Oh great! <laughs> no, no, no! I, I keep shaking Don't the box. Or, or live ones, or live ones. <laughs> no, we'll it's see. even worse. We'll see once they get there. I guess. I mean, I'll give them plenty of food. We've already put tracked your address holes. down. Yeah. we know your Make ID. Make sure to put some holes in the box. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so th- this has been great. I mean, I'm I'm not sure if there was anything else that we wanted to really touch on. Matt, was there anything else on the table? 
I'm just uh, I'm a big fan. I love your guys' music, man. And uh, I gotta say, it goes hand in hand the uh, actually the art that you guys put out with the music is perfectly matching. And uh, I just I appreciate it, the artists within you guys. Thank, Thank you. you guys. Yeah, Thank we you. Yeah. appreciate the kind words for sure. It's it's actually been um, it's actually been great talking to you guys because it you know what's weird about what's weird about just doing you know any type of art you you, you kind of put it out there and then. There's people who it resonates with, and then sometimes they reach out, and then you just have these interactions with people that you never would have met otherwise. And right. yeah. I feel like we get to meet some of the greatest some people. Some really cool people. Yeah, that just that are like kind of reach out and like, hey, we like what you guys are doing. And it's like, and it turns out they're doing some cool stuff. Yeah, you guys and are it's doing like, cool stuff. Yeah, so so it's um it's really cool that that I, I feel like it's kind of like this this added bonus of of doing this that we just happen to gravitate towards other people who are into the same things and yeah um one other thing i'll say too is we do have new music coming out uh it's been a while since we've released a single um it's it's the music is very close to being done and we don't have a for sure release date yet but um it's probably gonna be coming out late summer this year um around yeah. that time yeah so t- we're looking forward to it yeah, so towards yeah. the end of- yeah. yeah i love everything you guys put out honestly and uh i mean what you wanted your last single from 2016 solid but i mean in in my head caught my heart and that one stole my heart with that song <laughs> that one is done i uh, say some cool things yeah we appreciate it man you guys are yeah. at nine million plays on spotify and uh i'm probably a hundred thousand of those plays <laughs> I, be- I believe it <laughs> I believe it. We owe you lunch when you come out here, then, man. Yeah, when uh, uh, you guys we'll definitely rendezvous. That's what we'll do when you guys come out this yeah, way. Yeah, when you, you guys are coming out for an event, right, or something. Yeah, yeah late late August conference podcast okay. convention. Yeah, yeah, you guys should hit us up. We should when schedule. You're, we should. We should. When you're out this way. Definitely. We'll, we'll, definitely. We'll for sure definitely. make that happen. We'll give you the full beta blocker experience. <laughs> we'll show you everything. Sounds awesome. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, not all, all of it, I'm sure. <laughs> now, do you guys you guys want to throw out some plugs there? Um, plugs, man. I mean, just throw a uh, shout-out to our sponsor, uh, Tide Bleach. Yes, uh, Mon- uh, Monster Energy Drink. Monster <laughs> Come on now. I'm so. talking about that beautiful Instagram with your cinematography on there. See, if you mix the two sponsors, it, ta- it makes a great drink. It's oh, yeah. Monster bleach. bleach. A little bit of monster. <laughs> Feeling clean and ready to go. I start it's every like day off Jones with a couple of bleach. To me. <laughs> Our founding father, Jim Jones. Uh, yeah, people. if people want to find us on uh, Instagram where uh, it's just beta blocker, yep. and then the last E is a three, and it's all one word. Same thing, Facebook. Facebook, um, SoundCloud. Spotify. Spotify, Spotify Twitter. Yes, yes. and, and uh, I think, honestly, like f- for those of you who are out there and not using Spotify – you should definitely start using it because it's a great way to find all yeah, kinds they, of new they, music they and stuff like that. They make custom playlists for you each week, and it's a uh, yeah. They have people handpicking your playlist. There's people choosing music for playlists, and uh, the people that work there love music. And, um, and it's really not like yeah. it, it's not like the payola type system that yep. that you get from radio, where like it's kind of like pay to play, and and you know some some artists just have good money and they have the right people pushing them. But with Spotify, 
like they it's they, a level playing field you can't you can't buy your way in like the the, the, cura- the music curators they're just finding music that they love because i've had people who are managing you know some some larger artists that are like how did you you know how did you get your relationship with spotify and we're like honestly we just sent them our stuff and they liked it and you know they they started putting our stuff on playlists and, and um it, it was just a very organic thing that's great um and yeah. and that's why any that's how i found you guys yeah i mean it's it's incredible it's been a really good platform for us yeah they, and we, i mean i personally found a ton of great music yeah. on there so uh, i mean i i'm recommending it not because of of any of our like we don't get anything from saying like go use Spotify, but it's just it is a really great service. One other thing too, we're doing a playlist, you know, every month or two. I think we've got our third volume out right now, but we're doing 2017 playlists all throughout the year of artists we like. So yeah, that's an added bonus of checking out our Spotify pages. We have uh, three playlists up right now, and we'll, we'll be adding new ones throughout the year. Yeah, so we just kind of add a awesome. new we add a new one every month, and it's just kind of music we're listening to or some new artists that. Um, that we're we're into at the time and i think it's inspiring if you like our music like you might like a lot of the stuff that that we're throwing on there so um uh yeah that's that's another and that's that's also great if you like trying to find new music start following some playlists and stuff like that because that's one of the best ways to just expand your uh your musical repertoire uh, yeah repertoire exactly yeah yeah um go dolphins (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yep yeah, matt matt actually got me hooked up on uh spotify he because he he'd been doing that for a while and i was resisting yeah because i'd, I'd messed doubt. around with pandora for a bit but spotify's way yeah better. yeah pandora it doesn't a, have shit on spotify yeah it no, took me a no. minute it took me a minute a couple years ago to convert and actually i got a netflix account that i let my sister in the netherlands use and uh, she's got a Spotify account that's a family account that I use, so now I'm ad-free, baby. <laughs> ad-free! Since 03. Oh, yeah, you gotta get that premium, because those you gotta ads get that premium. killer. You know it, dude. And it's, a, it's like an MP3 player of Infinity in your pocket. Oh, yeah, it's uh, it's glorious. I feel like we almost shouldn't say that <laughs> that you don't have your own Spotify account. Well, it's a family account. You're supposed that's to have multiple true. people. Oh, can you have... Oh, I get it. I yeah. Get it. Okay, there you it's go. a family account. Just in case. Uh, he no, covered they, it. He covered himself. We're Don't chill. worry. We're chill. All right. It's, in, it's intended for that <laughs> okay, purpose. Okay, okay, okay. Just like how on Netflix you ah. can have a few different accounts. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah they, do it, they, do, they do it by screen now. Yeah, yeah. I'm paying for two screens for my Netflix account. So that's how she's able to use it. Oh. <laughs> does, Spotify do, right. does Spotify do that also? There's a there is a number. Uh, Just like a number of IPs that it can like something like that. Yeah, that's interesting. Huh. What do you oh, guys think? <laughs> what do you guys think about what's going on with SoundCloud? SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Oh, are are you talking about how you have to have like a, a it's like pay to uh, upload unlimited? It, well, it's like um, I guess they've been trying to uh, trying to to monetize it for a while. I'm yeah, sure but they've been the trying right to monetize to it. it. But like you, you almost you have to be with a label in order to get monetization, and it sort of like shuts out indie and artists. Like Universal which, didn't want to be a part of it, so now like we have remixes that have been pulled from our own page that we own the rights to in some cases because um, the the artist that we remixed was a Universal artist, and like there's been some like. A lot of content pulled from SoundCloud. So it's funny. That used to be our main platform um, that we were okay. excited about. Um, although we we are on that Spotify train now, as we said. 
Yeah, it's yeah. I think Spotify is definitely the become, future. Pull, yeah, pulling out front <laughs> over SoundCloud or YouTube or any of those in terms of like ease of use for artists. Yeah, I think um, there, there's a few services, streaming services that are that are competing right now. I think the the one thing is that um, as as streaming becomes the mainstream like way of consuming music um there they will change the revenue models for artists yeah 2018 that's actually up um i think royalty rates for streaming um are gonna change or they can be changed yeah okay so 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 hopefully that means because a lot of artists before they they were kind of resistant to streaming because unfortunately um when when artists a lot of artists when they sign the labels um, the labels take like a huge percent of the streaming revenue, so the artist never really sees and, any. And and not it. only that, the labels can actually negotiate a higher a higher rate uh, that they get from when ads are played or clicked on. Yeah, but that oh, in, wow. that that as an independent artist, you can't negotiate. And then they're also taking the lion's share of the um, of the revenue from the artist. Yeah. yeah. So so we hope we hope that like we hope that it becomes more friendly to indie artists because indie artists help build up soundcloud but then now soundcloud's kind of turned its back on indie artists and we we just want there to be because the way the way things happen for us is we were just posting things and like the fact that that you don't need a label to release music now right it it sort of democratizes the the process and um i would say the the thing that makes me optimistic about it though is the fact that the I would say supply and demand works really well on online, you know. Yeah. Where if if they decide that for SoundCloud they're gonna piss everyone off and send everyone over to Spotify or wherever <laughs> else, they're gonna feel it for sure. It, yeah, it's it's just as easy as typing in something different yep. in, instead of you know going to a different store IRL. Yeah, yeah, like, no, for sure, for sure, man. Yeah. yeah. So the like you said, it democratizes it, and then the ease of like options. Yeah. Yeah, I think we'll, we'll hopefully smooth that road. We're, we're seeing a big like shift in in terms of who sort of um, controls what in 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 music. And before the the labels were really the gatekeepers, and there was really no way around it. They they were the ones who um, they controlled the radio, um, and they they controlled who they could sign and what music gets released and like you know they had to distribute physical copies of things and now that that's gone it's it's kind of like the wild reminds me of do you guys see the movie airheads yeah 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 when they take over the radio station (laughs) yeah adam Adam sandler steve buscemi yeah steve buscemi uh adam sandler and brendan fraser oh yeah brendan fraser's trying to get his mixtape played by the radio station and they or by the picked up by the label and they wouldn't even like listen to it. <laughs> See, that wouldn't so have the radio station hostage. Yeah, That's what like we got to do to Spotify. The middlemen. You find this in the film world too, you know, and like uh, yeah, anything in entertainment to begin with. You can get your own media out there without having to go through these platforms. There's no middleman right now. Reach somebody and impress somebody. Unless they kill net right. neutrality, then we're back in the same boat, guys. Yeah, which is actually really scary. So actually, if that if we can. If we can, you know, yeah. If there's one plug we can make. <laughs> there's one plug that we can make. It's yo. Okay. Talk to your. Oh, your plug time's over. Your plug time. <laughs> Talk to your representatives Unplugged. about keeping Boom. net neutrality Power intact. Down. Talk to your local representatives, guys. About keeping net neutrality intact. We don't need to open it up. It doesn't need to be. Uh, doesn't need to be updated for modern terms. They want to update it and gut it. So. 
Yeah, let's keep, let's keep the net neutral, guys. They're, they're trying to take it away. They want to basically charge you for your bandwidth. They want to charge you for... For, um, Basically, they want the cable companies to fuck everyone over yeah. and attach a boat anchor to the speed of their ISP. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because they're losing money with people with TV services. Everyone's cutting the cable cord, so yeah. now they wanna yeah. they wanna find a way to to monetize the uh, the ISP. You know, like our, our they just connection. throw throw cable in the bag with your internet on the way out, like an avocado <laughs> in California these days. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's that's our one thing. Yeah, that's the one thing. If if if. if if you take anything from this, don't even don't listen to our music. Just preserve net neutrality. Yeah, That's preserve it. Net neutrality, guys. <laughs> you do that, we're ha- <laughs> we're happy. <laughs> listen to their That's music too. That's why we had too. you on here. That's why we had you on here. Just you know, was, preserve net neutrality. It was all the big guys for net neutrality. <laughs> we're That's not it. even a band, guys. Sorry, this is that's what this is. If you <laughs> guys haven't no figured that out, blocker. <laughs> jokes <laughs> on you, listeners. <laughs> well, we we've had a great time talking to you. We won't, don't want to take up too much more of your night. I know Matt's on the uh, uh, the late end here. Oh yeah. yeah, you're on that East Coast time. Man. That East Coast time. Yeah. Well, Although, thanks for uh, for staying up with us, man. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for uh, thank you for um, making some time. We're, we're excited. We there's no way we're, we're yeah. gonna miss this opportunity. Oh yeah. Guys. Well, yeah, we appreciate it. Talk to you guys for a while. Well, we we had we had a great time, man. Like you guys are a lot of fun to talk to, actually. So it was. It was a good time for us. We'll we'll make that lunch happen. But before that, this is about the end of the show. You guys want to hear how the pros do some plugs here? Yes. Oh, yeah. Let's let's, let's hear it. Let's let's see how it's done. Shit out of these people. (laughs) Let's see how it's done. Plug my stuff. First off, this is how it goes. Be warming up my lungs, warming them up, I'm blowing off the barrels of the guns. <laughs> oh, nice! I like that. That's a nice little touch. <laughs> so first off, people, all you're gonna do, you're gonna stop by the Facebook and the Instagram. You're gonna search American Slacker Podcast. Then you're gonna go to our main hub, AmericanSlackerPodcast.com, and then, and then, you're gonna send us an email telling us how much you love us or hate us, less hate. American Slacker Podcast at gmail.com. After that, head on over to Twitter and Reddit where you can find us at A M E R S L K R Podcast. It's got a fucked up character limit, so we're Amer Slacker Podcast on Twitter and Reddit. <laughs> head over to iTunes, rate and review the show. Five stars are fucking nothing. We don't want anything but five from you motherfuckers. I swear to God. One come over there. Don't make us come over there. <laughs> so once you do that, Tell a friend about the show, and if they don't download podcasts, send them over to our YouTube where we have all of our latest episodes, including this one, other bonus episodes, and the newest ones going up weekly. If you want to hear some fucking great artists such as Beta Blocker here, all you got to do is go over to Spotify, search American Slacker Podcast, you'll find a playlist with all the artists we feature on the show. And follow Beta Blocker on Spotify. Without a doubt, that goes without saying. If you don't <laughs> fucking after don't all this, beta blocker, I don't you got to this point you. in the show and didn't do that already, you're fucking up. So and don't the last don't forget thing about nature, become, neutrality. Yes. Don't forget about anything. Yeah, net neutrality. Make sure you're. <laughs> no, that was good. That, that was good. Well. That was a, that that was a spicy meatball, guys. Yeah, that, that was, was that was classy. I like that. Liked was that. good. You guys, you guys plugged the shit out of that. Oh, we're, we ain't oh, done we're not yet. Done. Oh, snap. All right, all right. Let me Head on over to our Patreon and support the show. Uh, get you access to getting, you know, a shout-out on the show. You can ask a question that we'll answer on the show. You'll also be able to play Xbox with us on the last Saturday of every month. 
And if you want to fucking check us out on our personal lives and stalk us a little bit, check out our personal Instagrams and Snapchats and gamer tags. My Instagram is MWG Media, and my Snapchat and gamer tag are Maddie G from HP. You can find me on all of those at Landers the Plane. That's how you do some like plugs. That. That's how you do the plugs. Damn. We took notes, guys. We took some. I, I was <laughs> going to say, did you take notes on this? <laughs> can, yeah. we, can we do this ours is, again? Can we do ours one more this time? This is four. We're going to read 40 something episodes in the making, though. No, that, was, that was good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll have we you guys st- back at like episode 100. Once you guys release that new music, we'll, we'll chat a little bit. We'll plug the shit out of it then. Yeah, we'll plug the shit <laughs> out of our new music. There That's you go. <laughs> now you got it. Plug Meister. Uh, yeah. Let me get yeah, you guys you know, Plug Meister yeah. shirts. The Plugmeister. Oh, that is the trashest. That is the trashest like <laughs> phrase that you could yell out. Just Plugmeister. Like, so like '90s goofy. Like, Plugmeister. '90s. <laughs> oh, the Plugmeister. I feel like it. You, Thanks so- again, guys. Fuck, it was, it's awesome. It was awesome to fucking finally get a chance to sit down and talk with you guys. Absolutely, All right, man. Guys. Yeah, yeah. Well, until next time. That's it. There you go. I like that. Cheers. Until next time. Cheers, guys.